All right, everybody, I'm Logan Alec. I'm a CPA, and this is my update for Wednesday, February 3rd. Senate Democrats voted yesterday to start debate on the budget resolution that will cover stimulus and begin the reconciliation process. Unsurprisingly, this was a 50 to 49 vote on party lines with Republican Senator Pat Toomey not present due to a snow delay, and it wouldn't be surprising to see more of those over the next few weeks. The resolution will be debated for as many as 50 hours, and all 100 senators will have the option to propose amendments during that time. At that point, they will vote on the resolution as well as any amendments, which will start the 20-hour debate over reconciliation leading up to another set of votes on various amendments. As I mentioned in yesterday's update, each of those amendments will have to be voted on separately. So just because they had 50 votes to start the debate doesn't mean that they'll be able to get 50 votes on every single provision. And the Democrats would need every single senator in their party, along with the two independents, in order to secure a simple majority, assuming no, no Republicans get on board. So moderates like Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema will have a lot of leverage here if they want to push back on anything they think is unnecessary. Manchin already stated that he wants a targeted stimulus and that he opposes the $15 federal minimum wage, so he may end up being the greatest obstacle for Democrats who want to pass something like Biden's $1.9 trillion relief plan. Of course, the Senate will also be running the impeachment trial over the next few weeks, so it could take them a month or six weeks to get through reconciliation. Both Republicans and some moderate Democrats have talked about the price tag of the relief proposal with some skepticism, particularly after yet another stimulus bill was passed at the end of last year. In response to those concerns, over 100 Democratic members of the Senate and the House of Representatives sent a letter to Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer asking them to repeal certain tax breaks for net operating losses, which were included in the CARES Act stimulus that was passed last March. They estimate that this would save $250 billion, which could then cover some of the costs of Biden's relief bill. In essence, those tax breaks enabled businesses to carry back losses into tax years from up to five years ago. They removed limits on how much losses could be used to offset gains, making it easier for companies to minimize their taxable income. Republicans argue that this is all necessary for cash flow for businesses right now, while Democrats see it as an unnecessary kickback for the rich. This isn't something that has picked up much momentum, at least so far, but it could be one way for Democrats to get people on board with a more expensive stimulus plan. One narrative that's been picking up over the past few days is the idea that Joe Biden is more interested in a bipartisan stimulus deal than some of his Democratic counterparts in the House and the Senate. Biden obviously campaigned on the theme of unity, coming together and all that. He doesn't want this to become a partisan issue, but he is also facing pressure from other party leaders. Rob Portman, one of the 10 Republican senators who met with Biden on Monday, told the media, My sense is the president would be more forward-leaning, working with both sides, but there are pressures up here on the Hill, including Schumer and Pelosi, seeming less interested. It's hard to read his staff, but they didn't seem all that interested in finding common ground. McConnell gave a similar statement. He said, Our members who were in the meeting felt that the president seemed to be more interested in a bipartisan agreement than his staff did, or it seems like the Democratic leadership in the House and the Senate do. Now, 
that is probably partly about positioning. Obviously, it's going to be good for Republicans if they can disrupt the Democrats by putting distance between the White House and the party leaders in Congress. So we'll see in the next few weeks and months how committed Joe Biden really is to bipartisanship versus passing something as uh, aggressive and ambitious as the $1.9 trillion plan he outlined earlier last month. There are some contradictory reports here. Some of the Republicans are saying that Biden wants something that Republicans would agree to. But Chuck Schumer, top Democrat in the Senate, Senate Majority Leader, came away with the opposite impression. According to Schumer, Biden spoke about the need for Congress to respond boldly and quickly. Schumer said that Biden told the Republicans that their proposal was way too small. Now, Biden's popularity has been holding steady at around 53 to 55% approval against 35 to 37% disapproval. So he may have enough support from the public to push his bill through and worry about bipartisanship and unity later. Presidents often reach their highest popularity early on. Obama, George W. Bush, Reagan, Carter, Ford, LBJ, and Kennedy all hit their peaks in their first year of their respective administration. So this could be the chance to capitalize on that and for Biden to leverage his political position into a more robust relief bill here out of the gates. One of the main sticking points in these negotiations has been the income limits for stimulus checks. And it was reported earlier today that Biden told the House Democratic Caucus that he would consider compromising on those if it helped Dems get support for their version of stimulus. So the first two rounds of payments went out to people who were earning $75,000 or less per year, $150,000 or less for joint filers. They gradually tapered off for people who were making more than that. They were phased out. Some Senate Republicans countered by proposing a reduction to $40,000 or $80,000 for joint filers uh, for the beginning of those phase-outs, with the phase-out going up to only $50,000 or $100,000. Based on what we've heard so far, it's looking more and more likely this could be one area where Biden and other Democrats are willing to move from their initial target. On the other hand, as we said yesterday, Biden appears to be pretty firm on the size of the payments which are set to be $1,400, adding up to $2,000 when you include the $600 checks that have gone out over the past month or so. Biden is planning to meet with a group of Senate Democrats on this issue later today, so there may be another update tomorrow, depending on what comes out of that meeting. In other Senate news, last story for today, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell just announced that they've come to an agreement on power sharing in the Senate. Those negotiations were a little complicated with the 50-50 split in the Senate that we have right now. McConnell wanted to get some concessions out of that situation. Obviously, Schumer wanted it to look like any other Senate with a clear majority and minority. This will put Democrats in charge of Senate committees, which had still been run by Republicans up to this point. McConnell originally wanted Schumer to formally agree to preserve the filibuster, but he backed off on that after Cinema and Manchin, two of the more moderate Democratic senators, said they would have pushed back against any attempt by other Democrats to remove the 60-vote threshold for closure. So this power-sharing deal will allow Democrats to start taking control of the Senate agenda. They'll be able to vote to confirm Merrick Garland as Attorney General and take some steps for the rest of their priorities for the first 100 days of the Biden administration. But again, it doesn't look like they'll be getting rid of the filibuster, which means that they will need to get 10 Republicans on board to pass most legislation. Unless, of course they go the reconciliation route, which is limited, of course. That's all I have for today. Thank you so much for watching, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.